Hello and welcome to The Lynn Show. Today, I'm airing an interview with actor and artist Sam Osharoff, who is starring in Cherry Docs, which is the second production of the brand new Sarasota Jewish Theater, which will be airing on Sunday, February 28th at 3 p.m. I'm here with Sam Osharoff, and I'm explaining to Sam that I interview people who make their living or their life with an art, which is clearly true of Sam. And I'm telling him that I ask only one question, and it is, can you remember the very first time that acting drew you or happened to you? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, not only the first time, I kind of remember the first one of that time. So, um, you know, I was, I was very lucky in a way. I, um, I lived in Europe for a time as a kid, um, and we were in D.C. before that, but my, my dad worked in international development, and so we spent about two and a half years abroad. And, um, you know, I, I think by the time I had double digits, I had been to most of the major countries in mainland Europe, um, and I got a huge arts education that way. I mean, I'd been to every museum, uh, you know, all the greats at that point. And um, the first time I really thought about acting was uh, in a really spectacular cool production of Oliver, where I was, I think I must have been about eight years old and I was playing, you know, one of like 600 orphans, you know, because everybody had to get a part. I think there literally were 600 orphans on that stage. Um, you know, it was, no, it was no part at all, but uh, it was... For some reason, it just really uh, kind of set me on fire. I didn't do anything. You know, I think I sat in a group and, and sang. I was really young. But I, I understood all of a sudden that there was, like, people did this. They created another world on the stage. Simultaneous to that, um, as I said, we traveled a lot. And we were in London. And my parents took me to see um, a production of the Royal Shakespeare Company. They were doing Coriolanus. And now, it's, you know, it's... 50 something years later, I still, I remember what play it was. Um, and I can say I didn't understand a word of it. Uh, I had no idea what was going on on that stage, but I was riveted to it. Whatever it was, was really interesting to me. You said something a little while ago that I, I wanted to ask you about. You said, I remembered the moment. Yeah, I think that was it. And I can remember, God, I'm, I'm maybe even misremembering it, but this is what is seared into my memory, a scene in that particular production of Coriolanus where they were carrying his dead body, kind of like the dead Christ across the stage. And that's, it is like, maybe not 50, but it's 40 something odd years later. I remember that image. And I think that was the moment I said, wow, I don't know what's going on up there. That's crazy. But I'm in a room here, and down there, there's another room, and in that room, there's a whole other world. This is really fascinating, and, and also, I think, really unusual. The, the concept of the creation of another world is, is pretty sophisticated, but it happened to you when you were quite young. Yeah, I don't know if I was sophisticated. I think it was like going to the zoo or seeing it, <laughs> looking at a, an aquarium. You're like, wait, I'm out here. You're in there. What's going on in there? That's more interesting than what's going on out here, right? You guys get costumes. There's smoke. There's blood. There's, you know, what, what people are yelling. I don't know what you're saying, but it seems very, very fraught. So 
So you're struck by this this idea that other worlds exist. Yeah. Did you well, you had the uh, the Oliver experience. So did you also think, and I can make one, or I can be in another one? Yeah, I'm not sure that 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 got me. Uh, in that moment, I was just really excited about the idea that this this thing existed. So I remember talking to my 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 parents at the dinner table. They were like, "Tell me about the plays. What plays are there? What what musicals are they? Where where are they? What do they do?" Um, and then I had you know I had this funny experience. Um, we were we were in Italy. We were traveling in Italy, and um, we were in a little restaurant. I think we were in Naples, and. Um, this young American girl, she must have been about my age, she tromped up to us like the most forward kid you've ever met. And she said, I saw you in a pizza parlor in some other town, like two days before. She's like, I saw you people. And uh, we said, you did? And we started talking, realized that we had sort of been in the same place at the same time. And um, we were chatting with her and her mother. um, And she happened to mention that they were on a vacation before she started her new job. And I was like, wait, you were 10. What are you talking about? New job. She said, oh, I'm, I'm playing Annie on Broadway. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the timing's right, but I think it, in terms of the timing, it, it may have been. I could be completely wrong, but it may have been Sarah Jessica Parker because I think she was starting that, that, uh, that job around that time. So um, it was at that moment I was like, wait, you're a kid. I'm a kid. You're doing. You're. That's what you're doing, really? Because I'm just. I'm building a, a you know, a paper mache volcano in school, and you're off being Annie on Broadway. Which I didn't even know what that meant at the time, but I, you know, that's when I made that connection. Like, oh, people do this. They do it. They're even kids. They do this thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you didn't. Well, you're not saying. That, and I thought I could too. Did you, or did that come somehow later? No, I don't think that ever came until later. I mean, I was interested in it. I never thought, oh, I could, I could do that. Um, I had nothing to do with theater after that for a couple of years until I was in junior high school, and I got a small part in a play. And and I it was very. I went to a very small rural high school without a lot of arts options at that point because we had moved back to the states. And um, I remember being so embarrassed like so interested in it but so embarrassed by my interest in it that I didn't tell any of my guy friends like I tried to keep it a secret which was really hard in a small school um but it eventually came out and I sort of just said yeah I guess this is what I'm interested in right I mean I played some sports and stuff but it, you know so did they give you a hard time or was that all in your head no it was all in my head you know I mean some of the some of the bullies did, of course. I didn't care about them. But my friends were all fine with it, and, and it became my thing. And that's sort of what I did. So it became your thing in junior high school and then also in high school? Yeah. And uh, my brother and I sort of ran the drama club there, and we actually... Oh, wait. You hadn't mentioned a brother. So oh, yeah. Was he also interested in this? Yeah, so this is weird, Lynn. My, uh, my brother, mm-hmm. my sister-in-law, my wife, my wife's brother and my wife's brother's wife we're all in theater in one way or another we're all- <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly so yeah. um so there's no question about shop talk yeah it's it's <laughs> it's um yeah we try to like actually put a lid on it because it gets <laughs> well okay so um older or younger your brother he is uh two years younger than i am okay so did he also get captured in the way you did or 
a different way? Do you know? Did you talk about that? No, I don't know. We never discussed that, but you know, he was with me all the way, so it must have been along the same the same lines. Yeah. So were you in the same place, or? Yeah, we were in the same place. Sometimes I would direct, and he would act, and vice versa. Um, and we did that all the way through. God, we still do it. You know, we did it in college. Um, I, when I was artistic director of a theater, I had an actor drop out last minute, and I hired my brother to take his place. So I, you know, one of my first uh, plays as an artistic director. I had my brother in for that. Nice, nice. Okay, so um, so you you discovered this, and then you have a lot of experience with it in element in junior high school and high school. Yeah. And then do you major in drama? In yeah, drama? I made it in drama. Um, you know, I took the advice that, and I'm not sure this was the right advice to take or not, but you know, somebody wise said to me, "Go to a liberal arts college and get a great education," and be a drama major, but get the education. Don't go to conservatory program. So I did that. And I, you know, I think that was in some ways a really good idea. It was a very tough academic school. Um, and my theater training was good there, but it wasn't, you know, conservatory level. Uh, I went out after that and hit New York and kind of dabbled around, but I was young. I was amateur. I didn't really know what I was doing at all. So, you know, there came a time where I said, uh, I really have to either really commit to this and do it and get a degree and learn this stuff and get an agent and all that stuff or find something else to do. So I found something else to do. <laughs> what did you find to do? I was a studio artist for a while. I was, what I was, does that mean, a studio artist? As a painter, um, I, I studied fine arts, uh, mostly figurative drawing, and I um, apprenticed with a pretty well-known painter. I was his studio assistant for a while. and. Um, <sighs> Um, but I did obviously eventually come back to, to the world of theater because I found that I, I don't work well by myself. I'm not, I'm not that kind of creative spirit. I can't sit in a room by myself and create. I have to be around other people. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was thinking when you were talking about all the museums and art ex experience that you had as a child, that somehow also stayed with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff is still, I mean, it just set me on fire, I, uh, especially the modern art. Like my, my parents took me to the Pompidou Center in, in Paris and that, that I could live at that place. You have the same level of passion for acting and art? Yeah, I don't do as much art anymore as I used to, but I still have a passion for, you know, looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that same, I think it's the same thing that I was talking about. It's a, it's a window, a portal into a completely different world. Yeah. You know, and that world is mysterious. It's not explained. It's, it's sometimes dark and scary and interesting and fascinating and life concentrated into its most interesting form, but it's a different world. Yeah. It's so interesting. I've never heard anybody talk about this in this way. I've heard people talk about becoming a different character, finding things in themselves they hadn't found before, the, you know, the importance of camaraderie and fellowship and all that, but not the idea that you, in fact, create another world. Yeah, I, you know, I teach, Lynn, and my, my, what I always go back to with my students is that art, theater isn't, isn't reality, it's truth, but it's reality concentrated and organized and you know, 
people in plays and movies, they go from crisis to crisis to crisis. In real life, we go out, we buy a loaf of bread, we come home, we take a nap, we watch TV. It's nice, but you know, when you're creating- well, even then we have a crisis, but then we still go out and buy it. Well, right, and that crisis might be, oh, I left my wallet at home, I have to go home and get my wallet, right? It's not <laughs> usually, a, we're lucky if we don't go through life and death crises more than once or twice in our lives, you know? But people on stage, that's it. It's crisis all the time, right? And somehow I think, Visual art is the same thing. It's just in a different form, but it's certainly concentrated and organized in a way that life isn't. It gives you a kind of control over it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes that control is really about letting go of control and diving into the unknown and the mysterious and the dangerous too. Now that's an interesting point. And both of them I think are accurate you can you you do control it because some somebody is controlling it the writer is controlling it the director is controlling it the it, it is being controlled it's manufactured right yeah yeah it, 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 without you all it doesn't exist exactly so there's there's that aspect of control but the other thing that you're talking about about diving in it seems to me that that's more about this is an experience I don't generally have, but in order to create this world, I have to actually have it. Yeah, I think that that's most? exactly it. Yeah, and thank God I don't have this experience. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, like my biggest problem today is I have to go shovel the driveway, you know? But on the other hand, I can have it. Yeah, and that's the beauty of art and, you know, acting comes from imaginary work. And so you can go into those really dark places or those really joyful places or those terrifying places based on what's coming out of your brain, right? And, and it will be real to you and emotional. And at the end of the day, you shake it off and go, oh, it was great. My whole family died in a car crash today. It was terrible. And, and I feel great this afternoon because I know they're all safe at home, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so speaking of the creation of character, are about to or in the midst of creating a character for the next production of Sarasota Jewish Theater, Cherry Ducks. That is true. You, you might tell us about the character. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's, um, so it's a, it's a play by a Canadian playwright named David Gal, and it's a two-hander, and it is about a young uh, skinhead neo-Nazi who has committed a terrible crime. He's murdered somebody, and he's assigned a Jewish legal aid lawyer. And it is uh, obviously about their relationship and the way they navigate each other. And his, my characters, I'm not the skinhead, I'm the lawyer. Um, my character's decision to take on this case and how I navigate the, the, the pitfalls of, of being a Jewish lawyer defending a neo-Nazi, what it brings up in both of us emotionally. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of themes of forgiveness and, and it's it's a complicated story. So um, was yeah. this a character that was easy for you? You? No, uh, -uh not at all, not at all. Um, it, it's a tricky little play too. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of great two person scenes that crackle, and there's a lot of monologue work in it that gets very sort of symbolic, and and those are the trickier parts. Um, I think it's about um, really questioning what you thought you knew about yourself and your own assumptions of tolerance and and you know making discoveries of 
maybe I'm not that tolerant. Maybe I'm not as you know forgiving as I thought. Um, I think a good character lives in those places of uh, on the unresolved. You know, where, where, where dysfunction. Like, where, where have I not figured this out yet? So that's what I'm I'm really working with right now. Uh, with Danny is like, what is going on here? Why is this guy affecting me so much? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And hopefully will also be affecting us as we observe this other world that <laughs> you're creating. Yes, and this other world will, of course, be in the Zoom land, so. Yes, yes, yeah. it will literally be in another world. It's literally, yeah. Another world in another world, right? I think it's, yeah, because um, I'm in Pennsylvania now, and my other, my fellow actors in Sarasota, so we are, you know, we're literally in separate worlds, crossing state lines here. Right, exactly. It's a it's such an interesting metaphor, isn't it? I mean, we're all living in that now. Yeah. You and I are in separate, yes, exactly. separate worlds, right? Yeah. All right. So the uh, the other question I ask is, what if anything you would say about what it means to give your life to an art like acting? Um, Yes. Anything you want to say about that? Boy, that's a that's a tricky one because I'm still in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, I don't. Can you ask me like on my deathbed? Um, you know, it's it changes all the time. I think I I think you know I had a very strict vision of what I wanted to do with my artistic life when I you know came out of grad school, and some of that happened and some of it didn't happen. You know, I had good years in New York and bad years, and you know, um, and then eventually when I had kids because my wife is also an actor, we looked at each other and said, you know, this isn't going to work for us. We can't have children here and do this. So we stepped out of that, you know, we stepped out of New York, we stepped out of the profession for a little while and had a baby, and then we had another baby. And you, you adjust, you find other ways to, to find that creativity. Um, you know, we both teach now, we're both at Penn State. I, I love teaching. I love directing students. I thought I, I never thought I'd say that. Had no intention of doing either of those things when I went to school, but it's really fulfilling to me. I find other projects where I can, and um, you know, a play is a play. We're working with good people, so I think it's you know, it's about adjusting this monolithic idea of what success is and what creativity is. Um, yeah. Well, it occurs to me that that's not unlike what your character in the play is dealing with preconceived notions. Yeah. Who we are and what we need, what we can and can't do. Yeah, and I think if, you know, if I can bring out the acting teacher in me again, it's like that's the essence of acting is you can go in with a plan for that scene, but if your acting partner is giving you something different, you better adjust to it, you know? But don't you think that that's, uh, I mean, at the risk of being pompous, also what life requires. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a yeah. it's a little metaphor. Yeah. What's a great place to stop? Thank you so much, Sam. You're welcome, Lynn.